What? I just noticed you. <laughs> just noticed your toes from peeking out from the blanket. <laughs> it looks like Wally. Little Vienna sausages. <laughs> it's like Wally. They're bad. Do you remember Waleed? I do remember Waleed. I just wanted to remind and, you about uh, Waleed. That person. Why is this happening, whore? What? This person? No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Just all, I said, by this point, you just have a, f- a fleet of strange middle-aged men that are obsessed with you. Hwalid, I can't hold that now. I love you. Please don't... Excuse me. (laughs) Don't go to the place. Don't stay. Rub my back. You're asking him to not go to hell? Yeah. Don't be miserable about it. <laughs> baby. He's coming. He'll do it. No, baby. Oh. Here's the thing, y'all. He never does it. He never does it. Don't let him fool you. He does a lot of things that are nice for me. But that's never one of them. He doesn't like to it's, rub me. It's sometimes hard. He doesn't like doing any massage type of things. I, th- I think it's hard to get it the, other, the way the other person wants it. Well, I need it right now. So unless you want to fill a one layer deep ball pit full of. What even happened? <laughs> that was so cute what he did. Um, full of tennis balls and then lay me on it. But then you have to maneuver me around on it. That's an option too. But if that's not going to happen, then can you just please rub me? I'm in so much pain. God. If you think I forgot who did this to me. (laughs) I didn't put the semen in there myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Was not a turkey baster situation. Heck no. Oh, you really hate me. He's one handed with two finger. You know what? That's fine. I'll just go kill myself. I wonder how long the babies would live if I died. You'd probably have like two minutes to get them out. Two minutes feels like the right amount of time. It's not much time. Could you do it? No. no. He could. I, no, he I couldn't. can't. He, you couldn't. You'd be distraught. I'd probably be honest. Well, the note beside the tub will say it's because you didn't rub my back. So. <clears throat> If I didn't believe it in afterlife, I'd figure out a way to torture you with it. I need help. I'm in so much. It's fine. I'm fine and everything's fine and nothing is bad and everything is fine. What do you need me to do specifically? I'm so sorry that I'm so complainy. It's only going to get worse, but I am sorry about it for whatever that's worth. If it's worth nothing, that's fine. But I, I don't feel any kind of way about your complaining. I don't. I mean. I need like six more inches of torso. I can't. Do you want a bigger pillow behind? No, I need two fewer Shout babies. Shout out to y'all if me. you're listening. The children. 
What? If they're listening. Oh, you think in the future they're Maybe. listening to this? It's possible. They probably It's after shouldn't. I'm dead. And when they go back to hear my opinions. And I feel like, oh. I'm, I will die much sooner. No, because you believe in robot bodies and I don't. You wouldn't get in the robot body to avoid death? No. Even a premature death? No. That's I'd crazy. way welcome a premature death over a robot body. That's crazy. Don't. So not even in a robot. A, a robot. A robot. A robot. <laughs> a RoboCop situation where someone bombed your car. There are different origin stories, but like where someone blew up your car because they had. He's gone forever. They Do you understand? I. My anger and also sadness and also discomfort is making me physically shake right now. I'm so mad. <laughs> My expectation was that he was going to take his shoes off and crawl on the back of mm. the couch behind and perch, me. Perch behind you? And perch behind me to rub my back and really get in there. Because he filled me with babies that are trying to kill me. Anyway, robot bodies. <laughs> Even if someone bombed your car with a vendetta and they were the only way to rescue you was to put you into a robot body, you wouldn't even accept it then? Absolutely not. I would accept it at any point in time. Because at some point, the robotics are going to be so good that it's basically a human. Speaking of dead babies... Like I love apple juice. I think it's delicious. Ow. And Big Boy. Big Boy. Presents. Vivid. Apple juice. Apple juice. Don't touch my apple juice or there will be repercussions. Speaking of dead babies, I have two cases to talk about. And they're both Tejanos. Did we determine that that's rude or not? I don't know what that means. Tejano? To be honest, I could be really wrong. I'm the only one who posts in this. I send stuff. <laughs> I send a lot of stuff. I, well, I send a lot of TikToks to your, your account. Yeah, but you don't. Oh, we're in the After Tomorrow movie. Hmm? I need a bucket. We're in the day after tomorrow movie because of global warming earth. And that is because of wildfires and volcanoes. We're, we're also on Arrakis. Have you seen the picture? Look, it's back <laughs> what feet. are they doing? Do you see his back feet like this? Yeah. On his head? They're so, just doing the mini punching so bag on his head. They can't even <laughs> fight right. Now they're just grooming. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going to go back to that. Some of these things we have to come back to, but. Okay. You should write these down because I get them confused. Okay. Let's. We need to do an analysis here. 
Okay. There are two cases mm-hmm. recently-ish. Like, I would say years, not like okay. weeks or days or something, but like recently adjacent or whatever. So the you have um, Alexis Treviso. Do you know anything about these people? I don't know who that is. So that's a no. And then you have Alexis Avila. I was so on my feed, both of these things were popping up and I was getting confused because both their names are Alexis and they're young, like, I don't know, Hispanic girls, mm-hmm. like high school age girls. And they did similar crimes. And I was getting so confused because. The crimes aren't the same. They're just similar. And I was like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so Avila, New Mexico dumpster. So Avila is a New Mexico dumpster alive. I'm just making some notes and then I'll catch you up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we have Avila. That's Avila. Oh, both have in common. Didn't know, but did. Okay, that's something they had in common. Uh, and that one's also in New Mexico. Just looking. Sorry, everyone. I'm just getting some data, some info here. Okay. Up here, up here. Okay, here we go. This is also in New Mexico. I have so many things to talk about on this. This is bathroom, hospital. Dead baby. Remember I said speaking of dead babies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you care about any of thing? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just focused on my pen being adjusted. Oh, okay. That's okay. I just I'm ready. Sure. I was just paying. No, it's okay. For a moment. I wasn't trying to be rude when it did sound like I'm incredibly rude. And I do hear myself these days, and I'm sorry about that. I didn't think but also, every rude. single person, get off my jock and give me some freaking respect because this is so awful. And I'm not going to go through it again. Because I went through it with you all over there, and they don't need to hear it all. Because I can't even read the fucking poll response to know if you guys want to know about this pregnancy or not. But today um, I'm going to operate on I, the basis I reviewed that the metric, and the metric was yes. From one person? Yes. That's your partner, though. <laughs> right? I, I imagine, yeah. Although there's no way to know. Because mm-hmm. she didn't have any verbal response to you, her partner, about my weird belly button. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really think that was something that would garner further discussion. It was weird. 
Yeah, it right. is weird. What you else know what I mean? is the conversation for that? Hey, that was weird. Yeah. That's the further conversation. You're right. You're right. I hear that now. What else? Is there any I know other? I, no, I hear it now. You know what I mean? That there's nowhere else to really go from mm-hmm. there. Here, I could, we could, we okay. could run different takes of it. Okay. Maybe. Who, who do you want to be first? I'll be her first. And then we'll do the backwards of it. No, I'll be, I'll be her first. You want to be her first. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Do you start the conversation? Do I? I guess I do. Mm-hmm. We got in the car. Mm-hmm. Can you do the noises? Okay. Hold on. Go go. Wasn't that wasn't her belly button so weird? Yeah, it was weird. It's super gross. She made me touch it too. It's like jelloy and sticks out and it's weird. Mm-hmm. I felt it. <laughs> yeah. I don't really feel like we need to backwards that one. I agree. <laughs> hence, hence where we were yeah. already at with that conversation. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Okay. No, but for real. Have you really thought about that a lot? That there was no response to your weird belly button. No. This is like a couple weeks now that we've discussed this. No, it's more over that I don't want to be a bother to pe- It's more, it's less about that and more about the poll mm-hmm. of do people want to hear about it? Because she's the only one that responded. At, we think. I think she's the only one Probably. that responds to the yeah. polls. Um, which is fine. I'm, let me rephrase. I'm happy that she responds to the polls. I'm mm-hmm. happy that there is a response. I just wish there was more of a response mm-hmm. so that it could have like even a wider understanding of what people do and do not want right, from this. Right. Because like I just want to, you know, I don't want to annoy people talking about the fucking pregnancy all the time. Today, I've, I'm having trouble. I could throw up. Do you need a vessel? I don't know if I want to carry around the vomit though. But. I'll get past this. Um, yeah, I'm sure people are sick of it. I'm fucking sick of it. Anyway, it's really bad. That's all I'll say for you all out there. It's getting real bad. And if you need more on that, I don't know, text us or something. Oh, God, it's getting real bad. And I never sleep. It's a real problem. Okay. So, dead babies. Actually, there's only one dead baby. Not they're n- Neither of mine are dead. They're both fine. So, there are two cases. I think one is very recent and one is not. I wish we could just right now find a TikTok that had like a synopsis. <sighs> You know, because mm-hmm. the TikToks that I have to present about these aren't that, you know, they're mm-hmm. not like synopsis. They're like, you know, I don't even know what to describe like them a as. Deep dive. I don't know. I'll play them in a second. But so here's why I was getting confused. <sighs> so both of these girls are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Both of these girls are from New Mexico mm-hmm. and live there. Both of these girls are in high school. 
both of these girls' names are Alexis. That's a lot of things that are in common already. Mm-hmm. And their crimes are similar. So here they are. The one that happened further away from now, the least recent one, was Alexis Avila. And what I know, I don't know a lot about this one because this one isn't. I only got like one or two things about this one. Are you going to oh. look up a synopsis? What the cheese my grandfather eats? Oh. It's called cup cheese. Do you know about it? Never heard of it. Don't want to know about it. You don't want to see a picture of it? I want to see a picture, but I'm so grossed out by what you had already said about it. He said it's like snot, uh, and I can't get over that. Uh, oh, it's unique to this area. Ew. Disgusting. Here, this is a... He's slow. Popular amongst the Amish and Mennonites. Yeah, it's this exact container. I don't, I'm not interested in what, I don't. So, with me? He said it's sticky. Further away or least recently, is Alexis Avila. I don't know a lot about this one. Only one or two videos on this one popped up. Do you want to find a synopsis quick? Yeah. See if you can find like a one sentence. It's not a TikTok, just like something. Just an overview something. What I know about it is she's a teenager from a high schooler in New Mexico who claimed that she didn't know she was pregnant, but in reality she actually did know. And who threw her baby away in a dumpster, like had her baby at home or wherever she had her baby, put it in a trash bag. A New Mexico teen mother was sentenced Monday to a mandatory 18 years in prison for tossing her newborn son into a trash dumpster behind a shopping center. <sighs> now that baby survived. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how... People found it. Somebody found it in this dumpster. I don't know how long the baby was there. Um, I would be so emotionally scarred if I found a child in the dumpster at my work. A brand new, a brand new baby. Yeah, that'd be so upsetting. So that was like I would be because like I'm I'm moving. Like what if I just threw the trash in there? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what happened in that one. The more recent one, and I'm not even gonna play the videos for this one, the Avila one. But the boyfriend who had, who had gotten her pregnant 
said that she texted, like she took a pregnancy test and he was there for it, mm-hmm. present physically, saw that it was positive. They were together for two more months after that. They broke up. She texted him sometime after that saying, you don't have to worry about anything like I had a miscarriage. So texted that she had a mis- miscarriage. And then he was like, okay, and just believed her. And that's that. So in that instance, she said she was no longer pregnant. Who's I don't know the facts about the case, whether she believed it or not. would still be responsible for child support? What do you mean? Now? To that baby? Yeah. No. I don't think so. Uh, but I think his family ended up keeping the baby. But like, for example. I think he and his family like you, did take like, the baby. Take, take the crime out of the situation. Where it's like, oh, I'm with this person. We're together. Get the, you know, the person I'm pregnant. pregnant. Um, you know. We broke up. Break up. I tell you, I lost it. But you, but I didn't, but you didn't. And I have it. And you just like keep living your life. And then eventually like you come on hard times or whatever. And then you need money or something. And then you're like, well, this guy's a deadbeat daddy. He hasn't even done anything for the last 12 years. Mm, I think it would depend on the judge. Cause I think there are judges who would say, yeah, unfortunately you owe back child support for all those years and you owe now. But I think there are also judges who, if you could prove, like if you had the text message, like if that you just said, pulled up the text here. We I broke had a miscarriage, up and yeah. we haven't spoken since uh, other than this text message Yeah, where it was like, you know, you don't have to worry about it. I had a miscarriage. Yeah. Then I think there, you know, I think there are some judges who would be like, you're the one who said it. That's true. Up shit Creek. You know what I, I mean? don't know though. I could ask my mom cause she has. I, I think legitimately there are both ways, but you could ask mm-hmm. her. Um, then the one that happened most recently. So this is the one I kind of want to talk about a little bit. I'm going to play a little. So this, the most recent one, let me see. This one we're not going to listen to, Avila. Uh, here we go. I can listen to that one. Hmm. This is weird. I guess an eight and a half. Here we go. So. What happens if you have a child with somebody and then you're like, as a man, you're like, nah, you should have an abortion. And the person's like, no, you have to have that baby. Isn't that crazy? Um, like you just 100% don't want that baby. Well, you should have been more responsible to begin with, I guess. But yeah, you know what I mean? And then like forever you have this baby. Let me see if this is the one. Hold on. Would that, why would I click on that? Why would? Oh. Hold on. Around one forty a.m. No. I hate those ones. So. Okay, so I'll play this for you, and I'll put the sound on. Uh, So let me give you a little bit of background. 
Her mom brought her into the emergency room for back pain. Her mom claimed that she has chronic back pain because of some pre-existing condition. Um, which I could get into that, but I'm not going to. Because um, the mom is, whatever. The mom is insane, I think, but whatever. Uh, so that's why they were in the emergency room in the first place for, for some se- severe mm-hmm. back pain. And um, what you have here is body cam footage from the cop that's in the room. So I'll play this for you now. Oh, and I'm sorry, before this has happened, it was it's the middle of the night and she claims that she's on her period. Uh, they did run a pregnancy test when she first got there and she said, there's no way I can be pregnant. I'm a virgin and I'm on my period. And they said, okay, but they ran one anyway. Why is this not? Hold on. Is this that short for real? Hold on. Oh, Oh, it's just that short. Okay. Um, so they ran a pregnancy test. Uh, even though she said she couldn't be pregnant, she's on her period, whatever, whatever. It came back positive. Mm-hmm. And to my knowledge, yeah, they shared that information with her that the pregnancy test they ran, it was just a P test, I think, but still, mm-hmm. they told her and the mother that it was positive at like 1.45 a.m., or at like 1.40 a.m. And then at like 1.49... Oh, sorry, buddy. I didn't see him there. I'm sorry. At 1.49, she said that she was having really bad cramps and diarrhea and she needed to go poop. And she's seen on the hospital camera footage holding her butt and like scuttling to the bathroom locks herself in. She's in there for 20 minutes and then comes out of the bathroom goes back into the room and that's after a bunch of people had been knocking saying like you need to let us in like what's going on you need to let blah blah whatever when she opens the door the bathroom is covered in blood and she just goes back to her room like normal and then approximately 10 minutes later this video happens so that's where we're at okay good I just asked you, baby, to tell me the truth. It was not crying or making. What did you do to it? Okay, stop right here. Stop, stop. Number one priority, guys. Number one priority is she just had a baby. I don't know if she's delivered the placenta. She's bleeding significantly. Yeah. I've spoken to the obstetrician at Loveless. They want her up there as soon as possible. Okay. I need, I need your, I just need your permission to transfer her for medical. She is. She's 19. Oh, you're right. You, but she you, is a student too. She's no, still no, 19. You're, you're right. You, you're right. She needs to. I'm sorry, I forgot. She's 19. You need to, for, to make sure that you're safe. I need to send you to Loveless to labor delivery. Will you disagree with that? Yes. 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 I, okay. Great. I'm gonna work on that. Um, in terms, I'm sorry about this, but in terms of delivering um, a baby, and it looked like you tried to hide it, 
We do have to have the police involved. And nothing was crying. It came out with nothing. I know, I know. But the, the baby's going to have to be taken for autopsy and there'll be an investigator and everything. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But we need to do this correctly. Um, and I want to be transparent with you about what our steps are going to be. Officer, do you need to? Do you guys need to talk to her before we get her transferred? How long is it going to be before you have the transfer? Out? I don't know. What are you working on? Okay. Uh, yeah, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, hopefully, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got detectives on the way, so they're, okay. they're going to be talking to her. Okay. So. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have, I'm the charge nurse, or do you guys have any questions for me? Like, how big is the baby? It's full term. What? Nine months? Something was crying. Let's see. Have you watched the news of the, the girls that, what they do to their babies and what they go to jail? I was crying. Any, 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 any other questions? Okay. Right. So, as of right now, like, like what I said is we're going to have the detectives come over here and they're going to talk to you, okay? We have to gather some more information about what's, gonna, what's going on. They'll get your statement. They're going to get the doctor's statements. They're going to get everybody's statements, okay? So, I don't know everything yet, okay? So, I'm not going to tell you. I can't tell you nothing, honestly, okay? All I can say is... Right now, she's being detained, so she, she's not going to leave from here at all, period, okay? So one of us she's will be in... your custody? Like, yeah, <laughs> she's detained. Yeah, she's not under arrest, but she okay. is detained, okay? She's not free to leave, so while this whole thing is coming up, is you're not free to leave, okay? One of us okay. will be in here the whole time with you, because you're not going to try to leave or nothing like that. Sure. All right. Like I said, the detectives will be here. They're going to talk to you. They're, I mean... Your care is of the utmost right now, okay? They're going to do what they need to do to take care of you to make sure you get stable. They get you transferred out or whatever. Like I said, the detectives are already been notified. They're already on the way, so they're going to come talk to you, all right? So don't leave. Don't try to do nothing. One of us is always going to be in here in this room with you, okay? Unless we have to step out for doctor's orders or something like that because they need to examine you or do something with you. But other than that, like I said, you are detained. You are not free to leave at this point. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. Okay. Where was the baby at? I, I don't know. I have no clue yet. Like I said, I just talked to the charge nurse. We're still getting all the information right now. Okay. okay. Um, once we get that information, like I said, the detectives, they can clue you out on everything and talk to you more about it. Okay. All right. Do you happen to have an idea on it, Chas? Yes, you bring does. Okay, can we get that one? Get all the information. Call it. Call it in to the not, not on radio. Oh, call it in on your phone. I'm gonna have the record of all that right here with her, okay? I'll be back. Um, ma'am, could, could we get your ID also, please? Yes. So we can put you. Everything So, 
there's a lot of points here. Do you want to point anything out that you notice from the video? Um. I guess I, I mean, I feel, I mean, obviously she made the wrong choices in a lot of ways, but I do feel bad for her in a way because I feel like she probably was panicked and felt like she had no other choice and not to say that it's justified, but I do, I read from her that she's genuinely distraught. I don't. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think this is at all because I'm pregnant. My read on it is very different. So I'm glad that you have that read because mm -hmm. I think that it'll be dynamic for our listeners to try and mm -hmm. determine where they're at with this. Um, here's my take on it. And again, I have seen uh, many TikToks that have helped me <laughs> um, curate my mm -hmm. own feelings. So that's also not fair, maybe, because I have a little more information. Not more, but, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Point being, okay, here's here's my comment. Here's what I have to say. Or here's, you know, here are some things I have to say. Number one, some observations. You just hit this with a whole last. Just lay down, bro. Lay down. Some observations that can be made from the video. And tell me if you recognize them. Or if you notice them, number one, she was using a lot of distancing language. So it wasn't breathing. Nothing mm -hmm. was crying. There was never a gender. There was never the baby, mm -hmm. my baby, a baby. She never used the word baby. She used the words it mm -hmm. and nothing. Nothing was crying. It, it, it came out of me and I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of distancing language already. Yeah, but I mean, you were I just think in the bathroom can... for 20 minutes giving birth in a hospital where anybody could have helped you. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Even if you are. Maybe some people don't know things. Maybe you don't know that there are. Like safe haven laws. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't know that stuff. But just because you have a baby does not mean, I mean, you're literally in a hospital. Like, my thing is, it's, here, she's 19 and she's still in high school, which tells me she's not, she's, I, I don't know, I don't know what circumstance a 19-year-old's still in high school. Like, is there a hold back situation? Is there, I don't understand. That's I, too old. I graduated with people that were. 19? 19? She was, she's a senior in high school at this time. Yeah, they were a year older than us. Their parents had them. And they were they were twins. They were um, uh, right at the age where you could go older or younger. Well, they would either be the oldest in the class or the youngest, or the youngest in whichever class. And they, I would have always chose youngest, but who cares what I would choose? My point well, it's in for this sports because they're more developed. That's I, what they were thinking. I don't know. That's the the usual. Um, my thoughts about it are. As a 19-year-old, it's difficult for me to believe that you don't have enough intelligence to know uh, that there is an afterbirth or that having a baby in a bathroom unattended can be physically dangerous. Let's just disregard. Let's say you're the most selfish person and you genuinely don't care about that baby. Mm -hmm. Even just thinking about yourself. 
it's difficult for me to believe that a 19 year old could be dumb enough to not understand the physical risk and harm you put yourself in well, I don't think by having an un- unattended birth. I think it's probably more over like she probably had some idea that this was going on, but obviously if nobody noticed, then she wasn't really that. I have that. some theories. But I, I mean, I guess I would think, I don't think it's a lack of intelligence intelligence necessarily but i think it's for me it felt like more of a a panic situation well that's here let me get to that my second point on panic and fear my second point on that is i I, this is what i do feel bad about not necessarily for her specifically because i think that she made a lot of bad choices but for people because this has to be a I'm thinking it's cultural, but there have to be family structures like this more frequently than I'm willing to even understand. Mm-hmm. But what I feel bad for is that this person is in a situation where she's more afraid to tell the truth to her parents or her mm-hmm. mom. I, you, I never see the dad in, in any of this stuff. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but but that there's a fa- familial situation where you're more afraid to tell your mom that you're pregnant than you are of going to prison. You're 19 years old. I'm so- again, this is an intelligence thing. You're not you're not being tried as a child anymore. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand First of all, there's no way you can believe you're in the bathroom, okay? You're this is you. You just had a baby in a bathroom. And you put it in a trash bag and then you tie it off that trash bag and put it in another trash bag. And then you put some trash on top of it so that people couldn't see it. And then you left the bloody bathroom and pretended like it didn't happen. And you're 19 years old. Like there's no way. Like you're being tried as an adult and there's no way you think you're getting away with that. Right? She. She thought she was going to get away with it. She said, I have diarrhea. And then there's blood on the walls, on the floor, on the back of the toilet, behind on the wall behind the toilet, and beside the toilet, and all over the floor. She's bleeding from her vagina in the emergency room. And there's an umbilical cord hanging out of her vagina in the emergency room where she came in for back pain. And she thinks that she's getting away with it. So my point here is you're not being tried as a child when they find and they will the dead baby that you just delivered even if you thought it was delivered dead which they can prove it wasn't even if you thought it was it's still wrong that that whole thing happened right so the thing that i feel sad about is that you have a family structure where you feel more afraid to just say i'm pregnant and i think i'm having a baby right now than you are to go to prison as an adult for murder. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's probably. That's the saddest part of this whole thing is that, like, yeah, I you mean, don't that's have. Kinda, I guess that's what I feel my, my, I mean, I think I'm sure she, I'm sure she knew all of this information. I think it is probably moreover that because of her fear that she went to these measures to try to, you know, cover it up. Yeah. And that's like, 
that's what's sad. I mean, obviously the death of the the baby is also sad, but it's like this person's young person's life is, you know, completely ruined now because of, you know, some failures of, of her parental and familial structure. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now let's get to the mother a little bit. I'm going to sit up. I don't know if that's going to be helpful or what's, I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt you. I'm in near you. What's happening? What am I hitting? Okay. Let's get to the mom a little bit because I have some comments about her as well. I don't know if you noticed this as well. This is another takeaway that I got. Wow. So sorry. This is another takeaway I got from the video. Mm. Maybe you notice this. Every time they asked her a question, the mom answered. Mm-hmm. Including, does she have her ID? Mm-hmm. The mom went and got it. Uh, like she was speaking for her a lot. Which gives me like a real controlling vibe, mm-hmm. which does lend itself to what we're saying right now. There's a household environment where there's a lot of fear and control maybe. Yeah. Based on the fact that she's answering for her, I would say there's a control aspect as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, that's what I never understand. Not to, I mean, this is what I never understand about parenting is like, especially teenagers, like the tighter you try to hold on and limit them the more they're going to push against that. And rebel, yeah. I think you have to be intelligent and cunning and clever to, in some ways, I mean, obviously you don't want to be like, you know, one of those helicopter parents or whatever that's like, you know, lurking outside of a party. But I think you have to. (laughs) Are you having fun? Just with binoculars. Yeah. Um, I'm a cool mom. Yeah. Like, I think you have to figure out ways to get your information and then, you know, delineate between what something you need to act on or not. If it's, oh, they can make this mistake or not. And no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you should raise your children to understand that, you know, if they get drunk at a party, you, you, sh- you want, you want that call to come pick them up rather than do anything to find their way home. And that there's not going to be any kind of like a negative It's funny. The other day I said to him, to Rosie Cotton, I said, I hope that we're the type of parents that when they are that age, when they're Mm -hmm. teenagers, we weren't talking about this. I don't remember what we're talking about, but similar, it's a similar situation. I said, I hope we're the parents that like, when they're like off, like with their friends, like in a friend group or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like the, let's say the friend group does something stupid. Mm -hmm. It may not even be our kid, but within the friend group, something dumb has happened. I want to be the parents that the that our kid in the group, let's say there's a group of five kids. I want to be the parents where our kid says like, like everybody else is like, oh my God, what do we do? Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And then I want our kid to be like, I'm going to call dad. He'll know what to do. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and have our kids be confident or I'll, I'm going to call mom. She'll come get us. Like, she'll yeah. fix this. Mm-hmm. Like, and have them be confident that they're not going to get in trouble for it. They're not yeah. going to get reprimanded. They're not going to get like whatever. Like, I want to be the one where the kid feels safe, Mm -hmm. you know, like I want to be somebody's safe place where they feel like, Oh shit, something bad happened. Mm -hmm. My mom will know what to do. Like I'm going to call her. She'll know what to do. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they're not like the relationship isn't built on we're buddies. And it's also not built on, 
you'll do what I say because mm-hmm. I said so or because of some kind of fear or like hierarchy. It's built on like mutual respect mm-hmm. and trust. And it's like, I'm there if you need me. I don't, like you said, I don't want to be helicopter. I don't want to hover. I'm not going to be overly present, but I have a lot of answers. I have a lot of life experience and I can, you know what I mean? If you have yeah. questions, I'm and happy think to it's answer like, them, honestly. Yeah. And it has to be a, you know, yeah. If you're in a bad situation, you, you want your child to call you. I would never, yeah, I guess, well, different, different kinds of people, I guess. But, you know, I think everyone has to make some mistakes sometimes. And, you know, well, there's always going to be a, a there's always going to be a, you know, a high school party where you get too drunk or, you know, or whatever, uh, uh, you know, maybe wasn't the safest, you know, uh, sexual encounter and I have to take some precautions. What do I do? Where do I get the resources for that? I'm sure you would rather have that conversation may not be the most comfortable thing for everybody. I mean, I, I mean, you know, especially for your children, but you know, you would rather them have this conversation with you where, oh, we need to go get a plan B and do this thing. And do you know this person? Do you need to get tested? Have that conversation rather than them. And hopefully, hopefully, if you've done like your job right and if you've had the relationship that is open and transparent you've already had conversations Mm -hmm. that make those conversations less awkward yeah like it's less awkward to say like what you just said Mm -hmm. which is like do you need to go get tested like do you want Mm -hmm. me to come with you do you like need a plan b like do you Mm -hmm. want do you want me to come to the pharmacy with you do you want to talk about options like Mm -hmm. i'm not super into that like but you know but it's yeah. your choice at the end of the day. You know, those those things, those conversations are much easier to have if you've already built the relationship where of trust, mm-hmm. where it's not awkward to say that stuff, where it's not, not awkward to be like, you know, are you sexually active? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? If you've already built the relationship, then hopefully by the time it would come to something like that, it's more of a... I, you know, I, I think I need to talk through some stuff. And like, I'm hoping that you can be open mm-hmm. and not judgmental because I'm a little bit like uncomfortable and nervous to talk about this. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. And then you can have an open dialogue versus I told you about this, which is what mm-hmm. her mom says, which is another thing I will get to because I'm confused about that statement. But um, I just wanted to show you this photo of her um, cheerleading in high school when she said she absolutely was not pregnant. Listen, I worked with someone at my first place of employment and I knew, I would say, with hindsight, I knew about three months in to her pregnancy that she was pregnant. And she said four months and months that she was not pregnant and that she was just bloated and had this other health thing. And it wasn't until six months into her pregnancy. And now... Not, it sounds uh, like that one girl that we... Did you work with her too? I don't know. Sounds but like someone I worked with. Mm-hmm. 
at but that one location. I, I noticed because she one time she was like leaning back like against a counter and her belly was so round and I kind of looked at the other people that that were there and after she had left I was like she's pregnant like for real and um yeah she just denied that she was pregnant for six months of her pregnancy <laughs> and then took a pregnancy test and she was like I'm actually pregnant and then people were like well this baby's gonna come out fucked up because you've been drinking and doing mushrooms because that was the situation that i had oh not me but i don't think she was doing mushrooms she was probably yeah she was probably drinking and uh and um smoking weed but probably not mushrooms i don't know if i mean it's funny that we both had this very similar thing if it's not we're not talking about the same person because you said the first place it worked yeah it wasn't that place i did work with you at this place okay yeah yeah it's funny that we had similar things but her her partner that she was with that they're married and they they have a family and stuff and they're happy yeah well i guess okay yeah but the video i just showed big boy was um like several photos it's okay was several photos of this girl um in her cheerleading endeavors Mm -hmm. looking very specifically pregnant yeah she didn't look like she had gained weight she was really thin with a large belly yeah she was pregnant Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah i had take issue with that and then also in the video that you heard Mm-hmm. They come in and say there was a baby and a dead baby in the trash can, whatever, whatever. And the first thing the mom says to the daughter is, I told you about this. I just asked you to tell me the truth, baby. Why didn't you tell me the truth? Mm-hmm. So first of all, what does I told you about this mean? I don't know what that well, means. I mean, like some people's parents and, and parental like grandparents or whatever, like one person we know, they're like, do you know about all of this crazy stuff that happens? It could happen to you, maybe. You know what I mean? So, like, some people are like... Well, my thought was more over, like, read the next comment she says, like, when she's like, I asked you to tell me the truth. My first thought was maybe she had been asking mm-hmm. as it became very fucking obvious. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had been saying, like, are you pregnant? Like, are you pregnant? You know what I mean? Over the course of however, like a couple, the last months specifically or whatever. And she kept saying no. And maybe I told you about this, maybe during one of those conversations, she said like, if you're pregnant and like something goes wrong, like you need to be seeking medical care. Like you need a doctor. Like if you're Mm -hmm. pregnant, we need to get this taken care of. Maybe that's, Mm -hmm. you know, I told you about this, but it felt more devious than that to me. It feels more conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it feels like if you're pregnant, don't do anything fucking stupid because you will get in trouble. Like, I don't know. To me, it feels like very explicit. Like everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew. That's what it feels like to me. And then later when she says to the doctor, she says like, like how big was this baby? And she's going like this. And he was like, it's full term. And then she, she was like, oh my God, what did you do to it? And then the nurse said, no, hold on. We're not, no, we're not doing that. Like, no, first priority is you still have the placenta deliver, whatever. But she literally said, what did you do to it? Mm-hmm. This is, these are crazy things to ask your 19 year old child. Yeah. But I mean, she did say that the baby was dead. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. And then there's another video 
that I didn't save off. So I, I don't want to look for it. There's another one where the officer says like, yeah, uh, we just have to talk to the grandmother of the baby real quick. And she gets like the, the mom mm. who's the grandmother of the dead baby gets like mean with the officer and is like, what did you just call me? And he's like, you're the grandparent of this baby. Like, that's deceased, like, you know, whatever we need, whatever. And she's like weirdly mean. But I didn't save mm. off the video. It was just like odd. Yeah. I mean that I feel it could also be like, again, it felt conspiracy theorist to me, but I know I'm probably reading into it. I don't know. It felt weird. Yeah. I mean, I was to like, me, it's just like bad parenting of this person and put her well, in this and then, situation. I didn't know this. Did I just read it? Maybe I just sent it. Let me read you this one and then the other one. So this one says. So she, that girl, was released on a $100,000 bond. She's allowed to finish school and go to graduation. She has to follow a 7 to 7 curfew. So she can only be out of the house from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And will not have to wear an ankle monitor or serve under house arrest during her release. She is required to attend counseling, but was permitted to travel to Texas without permission to visit family. Which I find insane. Mm -hmm. Because this is a murder case. Then, hold on, let me find the last one. There's one more like little snippet of information that I'm trying to remember. I think it's this one. Hold on. The entire body cam footage is one big red flag. Okay. Nope. The neighbors mowing. What? Neighbors mowing. It's nighttime. And these two know more than they're letting on to everyone else. This timeline is what really gets to me. Okay. Yeah, this is the timeline one. This is very helpful. Here we go. At 1.39, she knew she was pregnant. They had already done the test. They had already come back in the room and told her and her mother that she was pregnant, okay? And she was trying to deny the whole thing, saying she was a virgin. So at 1.39, when she ran to the restroom, everyone knew she was pregnant, okay? So at 1.40, her mother goes and checks on her, okay? At 1.49, her mother should have been at that door with someone with a key opening that door. Not just because they knew she was pregnant and could be having a baby, but because she could have been hurting herself. It was not until 20 minutes later that she finally exited the restroom. So in those 20 minutes, she gave birth and she killed her child. It's 50 minutes between the time she ran into that restroom to the time that the baby was found to see. Now her mother can say all she wants that she didn't know, but at 1.39 when her daughter ran to the restroom, she did know that she was pregnant, okay? Yeah, so that's the other thing is like, they had run the pregnancy test and the doctor had come into the room and told both the mom and kid, pregnancy test came back positive. And then she went to the bathroom. So everybody knew. Mm -hmm. Even if they didn't know she's nine months pregnant, it doesn't, everybody knew she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, if you're this child's mother, you're telling me that you live in the same house as this kid. And you haven't, you don't have an inkling of how pregnant she might be. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and the whole, I told you about this, all of the way that they were acting in that hospital room, like they were so surprised they couldn't believe that. Fine. You want to pretend like you couldn't believe it? Well, that that's now over. Okay. Now we're looking at your daughter has just murdered your grandchild. And she had already removed herself from the baby because yeah, this is the... she kept saying nothing was crying and that she threw it in the trash can. She had already distanced her. Also, like... 
you're just a normal person, right? Mm-hmm. And you just had a baby in the bathroom. Let's even say you. Let's even say you actually believed in your own psychosis. Like you have a psychosis, you know, you've convinced yourself that you're not pregnant. But then you have a baby in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I think that the logical response, you're literally in a hospital, would just be to open the door and yell for someone help. Help. Yeah, but I mean, she was probably in such a fear state from her. Yeah, but how afraid of one person? Like, what is your mother going to do? To you. That is worth any consequence that would happen. Seriously. You're 19. Just move out. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I can't wrap my head. Like a baby came out of your body. And you're in a hospital. And all you have to do is open the door and say. Help. I need help. You know what I mean? Yeah. And instead you literally pick it up. And she ripped the umbilical cord with her hands because she never delivered the placenta. So there's an umbilical cord hanging out of her vagina. She ripped it with her hands and then put the baby in the trash and then put that bag in another bag and then put trash on top of it so that you couldn't see it mm-hmm. to cover it up. Like those are all verified things too. Like I've, I've watched a bunch of the interviews with like, the person who came to clean it because it was covered in blood, the nurse who can't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've watched all the, like, Anyway, so from that baby, um, in less than an hour, her mother decided that this is everyone else's fault but her daughter's fault, and she could not stand the fact that they had called her and the decedent's grandma known as the grandma to this baby. They're trying to make it out to be. I know she has a very good lawyer, but um, texts don't lie. So this whole situation has completely rocked my into this baby. I'm very aware that no charges will ever come to this mother. Um, but hopefully they can read through texts um, and see if maybe the truth is not what they're trying to make it out to be. I know she has a very good lawyer, but um, is that more things like this are going to come get paperwork without looking at her mom to get clarification first. But a bigger conversation needs to happen here where... There was another one. This isn't the video either. There was another video that I saw that went through the timeline afterward because basically she was allowed to finish school and stuff, like I mm-hmm. said, like and go to graduation. She had the baby, I want to say, in January or killed the baby in January, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't arrested until May. And when they came to her house to arrest her, her mom said she was still having vaginal bleeding from the birth, Mm -hmm. which that's five months. Yeah. You don't have vaginal bleeding for that long. Mm -hmm. So like, that's another instance of like, I don't know. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Something isn't right. You know what I'm saying? Like. Do you care at all about this? I apologize. No, that's okay. I just found it to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you know that America's Unabomber, Harvard graduate, and original Luddite Ted Kaczynski was found dead in his jail cell? Yes. You did know that? I was there when this happened, and you got the notification. What? I was sitting with you. I don't remember that at all. 
What? And your partner. God, I don't remember that. Announced it to us, and you said that exact same sentence and <laughs> phrase. I feel like you don't like me anymore today. Am I boring you, or is <laughs> no. are the topics Why? bad? No. No. I'm not entertaining to you anymore? No, are you tie-tie? Yeah, a little. I'm enjoying this this pod, though. I'm chilling. You are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, your partner got the notification, and you said, send me that so I can send it to pod. Wow. And you and I said, and you brought it up again, and I said, I didn't know that you had a lot of feelings about uh, the Unabomber, and you said, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, Harvard graduate, original <laughs> Luddite. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about him. <laughs> are, are you a fan? I mean, I don't want to be on a list or anything. Okay. I'm just saying when the government experiments on you using really crazy drugs and then releases you into the wild, you can't really have a lot of expectations that that person's going to be okay on gone unchecked, you know? Mm. They, they did the same thing in uh, Stranger Things. Now you got Millie Bobby Brown with telekinesis. That's what I'm... You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. Here's and... Some- Vecna. What a situation. I don't know if that one is a good representation of reality, though. No, but he was a person, a regular human male, and then he fell into the um, upside down. He fell in? Well, through a multi-dimensional squishy hole in in the wall that was formed. Yes. Okay. He was deformed, being shocked by the lightning of the upside... I guess this is spoilers. But... (laughs) <laughs> you're like you're like I'm gonna give you a spoiler for Harry Potter well yeah I mean you know this I mean? only came out last year but well I mean it is a it was a worldwide phenomenon. phenomenon look at us saying similar things yeah at similar times mm-hmm. now if only the thing that you were saying was I can't wait for your husband to come out here and rub you in a way that makes you feel relief and comfort from the near excruciating discomfort that you're constantly in. That would be a cool thing to say, but at the same time, what as what you and I, what do you mean? Oh, I thought you wanted me to say that at the same time. Oh no, that'd be wild. Um, I wasn't listening already. Well, I wasn't listening enough to repeat it. Do you, (laughs) do you want to know about another true crime thing about that show that I want to watch? Which show? Um, well, on Hulu, it was called Candy, and on HBO, it's called Love and Death. Oh, yeah. I watched, um, what's her name, Get a, give an interview about it. You watched that whole thing, the whole interview? Or just the TikTok of it? I watched maybe two to three TikToks. Yeah, because I watched the whole interview after that. I saw one TikTok, and then I went, went and watched the whole interview, mm-hmm. which was like an hour long. And uh, the other person, that sh- her co-star White was Lotus. pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the show, yeah. But do you want to watch um, a little TikTok about the true crime part of it? Yeah. Because it's based on a real story. You knew that, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the TikTok about it. Help. 
let's talk about the true story behind Candy on Hulu and Love and Death on HBO Max and how Betty Gore was axed 41 times. Betty Gore was born on January 9th, 1950, and while she was attending college, she met a teaching assistant named Alan Gore through one of her classes. Two of them immediately hit it off, they began dating, and in 1970, Alan and Betty decided to get married. Soon after their wedding, they had their first daughter named Alyssa, and after this, they decided to move to the small town of Wiley, Texas to start a new life. Wow. At first, their marriage seemed to be great. They were very in love with each other, and they were excited to grow their family. However, according to reports, Betty did struggle with anxiety and occasional depression. Alan would often have to travel for work, so this meant that Betty was home alone with Alyssa, and this would just cause her a lot of anxiety. She would constantly be calling his office to check in on him. She would call the hotel he was staying at just to talk to him. The traveling was causing a lot of issues in their relationship, and since they had just moved to a new town, Betty didn't really have a lot of friends. She wanted to be more active in the community, so she decided to join her local church, and that's when she began making friends. She started to become friends with a woman named Candace Montgomery, also known as Candy. Both sang in the choir. And We've the seen that haircut recently. Because yeah. Betty's daughter, Alyssa, started to grow closer to Candy's daughter. Now, a little bit about Candy. She was married to a man named Pat Montgomery, and the two of them lived a very comfortable life in Wiley, Texas. Her husband had a very good job, so she was able to stay home and take care of their two kids. And she had a very nice house. They actually called her house the party house because that's where everyone would get together to hang out. She was friends with everyone in the community. I mean, she was kind of like your typical PTA mom. But even though Betty had joined the church and has started making new friends, things between her and Alan were still not good. She even confided in her friend Candy and told her that her and Alan did not have sex. She just didn't know what else to do or how to get the sparks going again. However, Betty ended up getting pregnant with a second daughter and she thought that this would change things between her and Alan. And it somewhat did. She was excited about their second daughter. Candy was excited about this as well. She even threw Betty a baby shower at her own house. Alan even told Betty that they were going to take a trip to Europe, just the two of them without children so that they could reconnect and just be with each other. So it seemed like things were going well. On Friday, June 13th, 1990, Alan was away on a business trip in Minnesota and Betty was at home taking care of their newborn daughter and getting everything ready for their trip to Europe. Their oldest daughter, Alyssa, actually spent the night at Candy's house and she was supposed to come back later that day because she had swim practice. However, Alyssa and Candy's daughter really wanted to have another sleepover, so Candy called Betty and asked her if it was okay if Alyssa spent another night there. Betty told Candy that Alyssa had swim practice and that's when Candy offered to go to Betty's house, pick up the swimsuit, and take Alyssa to practice. So Betty agreed to this plan. Later that morning, Candy stopped by Betty's house to pick up the bathing suit and then she left. As the day continued to progress, Alan called the house just to check in on Betty, but he wasn't able to get in contact with her. He called one of the neighbors to go check on Betty and that's when they discovered that Betty was dead. Okay, more in part two. Let's talk about the true story. What do you think? And I mean, I've seen the trailer, so I have... You've seen the trailer? Yeah. Of which one? Love and Death? Uh, yeah, the yeah. one with Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. And so I guess I kind of know what, what's going on. But he was having an affair with what's her face. Yeah, but Betty's she, husband was having yeah. an affair with Candy, and she because but not she, at the time of the murder. It was prior to that because she was like. To my knowledge, they had stopped having the affair. Because in the trailer, she calls and is like, "Hi, it's Candy. Do you want to have an affair with me?" And her, I don't, I can't do, I can't do that accent. No, actually, well. I believe it wasn't on the phone. I believe they were in the, his truck or at a diner or something. But she does. She flat out says, like, I find you very attractive. Would you like to have an affair? Mm-hmm. And he's like, sure. All right, mm-hmm. yeah. And they have an affair. But um, I did also see another TikTok of uh, the scene leading up to the murder or, mm-hmm. like, the kind of preeminent moment. Mm-hmm. Um, of from both shows, it was mm-hmm. like a split screen top and bottom mm-hmm. of the shots, shot by shot, 
of of that moment, you know, of from each show, from Candy and mm-hmm. of Love and and the blocking is very similar. And the I mean, it's just cool to watch how the actors. Honestly, I'm not being an ass. Like I thought, I thought it was cool to see how each of those women mm-hmm. like played that role, you know. Yeah. And how it looked like it was just crazy. But um, yeah, I'm interested in watching it. I guess the one with Elizabeth Olsen first, but. Well, a lot of people say visually Jessica, it's Jessica Biel. Yeah. Yeah. Looks more like her. More like her. Yeah. Mm. I mean, honestly, I also like, I should, I should Google more about each show because I like shows that give you both. And I think, um, love and death does. They give you scenes of the trial too. Not mm-hmm. the real trial, obviously. Well, but yeah. you know what I'm talking about. They do like a a backward forward yeah. thing. But I'd be interested in that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one's on Hulu and the other is on HBO. Did you see how bright my phone was? I saw. What is this one? Oh, the Alzheimer's and Ozempic thing. I found it. Do you mm-hmm. want to watch it quick? Yes. Hey, guys. Breaking news, Ozempic is now being studied in Alzheimer's disease. I'm Dr. Yeah, that kind of confirms my theory yeah. on Alzheimer's. Uh, studies on my theory with citations. Basically, low dopamine over an extended period of time leads to exotoxicity because high glutamate as well equals Alzheimer's, which is why we see ADHD first because it messes with the corticostriatothalamic loop, which is responsible for movement and reward. I mean, movement, habit, formation, and reward. Because GLP-1 modulates dopamine levels and glutamogeric neurotransmission. That's a lot of tech jargon uh, or medical jargon, but uh, the important part is Ozempic is being um, studied in its relationship to Alzheimer's and Alzheimer's prevention. And uh, I think that's cool. I agree. We. (laughs) Oh my God. Bless you. (laughs) Bless you. It's so fucking unpleasant. Oh my God. I can I can only imagine. Oh my god. I have to squeeze my pussy so tight to make sure that I don't <laughs> piss myself. And then while I'm squeezing my puss so tight, both of these babies tighten up so much to where it feels like like a ball that's being overblown. Like my stomach muscles are like like just trying to hold everything in. It's so unpleasant. <laughs> A serial rapist was caught. (laughs) That's really good. In New Jersey, what do you have to say? We just switched gears so fast, I wasn't even... Well, here's some food one. I wasn't even back yet. Oh, the cottage cheese thing. Let's talk about cottage cheese, because I Mm. texted it to us. Um, I did not like it. I also... I. We tried cottage cheese because old people around us love it. And it's pretty universally liked by old people, and we were both like, and it's never also universally had it. liked by like bodybuilders and people that are like trying to eat. Oh, like healthy. Um, yeah, because like I keep seeing because I originally had the question about it because I've seen like two or three meal pe- meal prep videos where it's like, here, this is I prep, you know, six of these little buffalo chicken wraps, mm-hmm. and they're you know. 500 calories with 60 grams of protein and whatever fat. And it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And they all include cottage cheese. And I've never tried it. And so I got some at the store for us to try. 
I didn't mind it, but I... Plain. Yeah. You didn't mind it plain. I didn't mind it plain. I really didn't like it with the blueberry jam spread compote (laughs) that came with the little flippy thing that you're Uh supposed to put it with. But I also feel I would not like it as alone, like alone, just as the main, the main ingredient, like a yogurt. It's not. Well, that's why you tried it and didn't mind it, but. I know, but I, I, I feel if I put it into a recipe for something, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. Mm. Like. Like the buffalo chicken wrap, it's got buffalo sauce. It's got other seasonings. It's got chicken. You know what I mean? It would add flavor to the texture. Yeah. I mean, the texture, for for me, the texture is either loose mozzarella or flavorless um, and also loose blue cheese. (laughs) Also loose. The way you're saying loose. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Um, I felt similarly. I told you it felt like really tiny cheese curds. And floating in mozzarella water mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're supposed to eat all at once. And I did stir it and stuff. I just, I'm not interested. It was kind of flavorless. Mm-hmm. The, the flavor was not a problem. flavorless for me. To me, I didn't really get much flavor from it. Um, oh, God. I have some... Oh, former president arrested, blah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything about that? Um, I don't have anything specific, I guess. Do you? Apricot seeds are probably pre- prevent few people from getting cancer. Mo- moved away from Trump. <laughs> um, yeah, do you have any feelings about, about Trump? Not really. I mean, to be honest, like all famous people and rich people usually get off because they're famous and rich. And mm-hmm. I feel like even if it's for a really actually good reason and they're trying to pretend that our judicial system has any real um, ability to hold people accountable, even when they were pretending that that's true, we all fucking know the truth, right? Like... The judicial the judicial system does not work the same for rich people, wealthy people, powerful people, famous people, as it does for the nobody and for the poor. And to be honest, most of this is just a fucking media show. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's either to distract us from something else or to pretend that powerful people are held accountable for their actions, even when we all fucking know they're not. So honestly, I'm a little bit existential about it on obviously, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess a lot of people bring up that, um, a lot of politicians do bad things. Sure. And, probably all of them. Okay. I guess to that, I would say, I do think they all should, um, have hello. They all should be brought, um, the same level of, accountability sure but they won't be yeah my thing is most of them never will be at all right but i mean it's like a lot of people like to make it like i hear a lot of people say like oh they're just trying to hold them back and take them down or whatever because he's trying to drain the swamp and the swamp's coming for him or whatever republicans say but i guess i just feel He's really stupid about how he does his illegal activities. They and all, 
Well, no, but I think he's... A lot of people think they're above the law altogether. Yeah, but I mean, I think he's just really bad at being a criminal and doing things against the law, and that's why he's caught a lot more. And he also will just, like, say that he did it. Like, he said in a recorded conversation with the staffer, he was like, I have these documents. I shouldn't have them. Here's what's on them. They're confidential. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he, really... Uh, in a tape. So it's like, hmm. It seems that he's done it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when Nixon um, did all the things that Nixon did? And then uh, there were like, remember the missing tapes? Mm-hmm. This man didn't even have the wherewithal to make his tapes go missing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's where we're... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, like, posted the, the the tape on Truth Social. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, so good. Um, what is this? Hold on, what is this? Not this. Who calls himself trans is wearing woman face. Oh, though. yeah. We don't need I've always had a- we discussed that in the car. <laughs> Wearing woman face. Oh. Okay, so I watched 70% of, I don't know how, okay, I understand. You watch a lot of podcasts or listen to them or whatever, both. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I don't really. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I'm at work. I like to put something on in the background that, like, mm-hmm. I don't really care the outcome of it. And so I've been doing that for, like, one week only. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I'll just be like, I'm going to put some, And I'll just look on YouTube and see which one pops up, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how old this is. And maybe it's super irrelevant now. Or maybe it was happened yesterday. I don't know. But I watched, like, 70% of the podcasts of Theo Vaughn's podcast with... Who is this person? Nikki Glazer mm-hmm. as the guest. And, uh... It was pretty good, honestly. Usually, I find her obnoxious, Mm -hmm. typically. Like, when she's by herself. Like, her comedy, I don't really... It's sometimes funny, but I'm not going to, like, seek it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. I don't usually... Whatever. But I love him. And, uh... Anyway, it was actually really good. And, um... I did not watch the whole thing, like I said. But, um... I could play it, but I also typed it. So I feel like I'll just type. I'll just say what I typed. What do you think about that? I think that's cool. I typed female comics are perceived to only talk about sex, but that's because no one, especially women talk, talk, no one talks about it. It may seem like it's oversaturated, but in reality, no one talks about the truths, the truths of sex as a woman or from a woman's perspective. And that's why female comics are perceived to talk about sex a lot or or that's what she said. And Mm -hmm. I just thought this was such a good point because I think there is a perception that the topic is oversaturated that like basically like all female comics talk about sex, Mm -hmm. but if you think about generally, I mean, I don't know what it's like for males, but if you're a female and you're listening, if you think about your friends or your friend group or just the people that you talk to on a regular basis and ask yourself how frequently those people or you talk about sex in a real way, not like 
you know, in passing or, oh, we had mm-hmm. some, but like, you know, the, some, some shit that's maybe it's funny or maybe it's just like a little sad sometimes, mm-hmm. or maybe it's like whatever the truth is. Like think about how frequently you talk about the truth about sex with, you know, your friends or your mm-hmm. friend group or people you talk and you don't like in real, in real life. Yeah. And so I thought that was such a good point she made that it's like, I it, mean, you do, but I do. And I think, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I do. I, I think can because think of the of... same reason. Of other friends, the only and not even that much though. But I can think of like you. We had a three-way call with thirteen point one that one time, wherein she was talking about how she felt her birth control was affecting her her sex drive. But I think that's the only other conversation I can think of really. Yeah, I mean, I think I do for the same reason that she was talking about, which is that I feel like. And we've talked about, you and I have talked about this with my personality before um, related to drinking Mm -hmm. and being in a public setting. I always want to be the person in a group who allows other people to feel more comfortable being honest and transparent in that same group. Mm -hmm. And I think this is not dissimilar. I think re the drunk thing or we being like drinking or whatever it presents in such a way as if I'm the goofiest and drunkest, then hopefully it will, it will make you feel more comfortable drinking because Mm -hmm. you're like, well, I can't be, I can't be the drunkest one in here. I'm not going to make a fool like she is, Mm -hmm. or I'm not gonna, you know, I can have fun because you know, Mm -hmm. she's being crazy. So at least I can be a little tipsy. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And in the same way, with the with the sex conversation thing, it's almost like I want to oversaturate the topic and like I'll be overly mm-hmm. like with you and I, I talk about like over, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. very on because I want people when they're talking to me to feel comfortable being honest about that stuff because the reality is it's not always like clean and easy and whatever. And sure, if you put it in a comedic way, then it's funny, mm-hmm. but there are still real realities there that... People don't talk about. People yeah. don't offer that shit up. Like on YMH, Mateo Lane. Yeah, I just watched part of that too. Didn't he finish on, it, but yeah, he was on this week, and one of the producers, Any, yeah, has a new segment on the show where he gay or ED. No. Well, yeah. Well, he discusses what's cap. Yeah, ED. The cap. The cap report, and his his statement is that um, ED is cap. Yeah. And then if so you are. <laughs> Um, if you have if erectile you have a, dysfunction, yeah. if you have erectile dysfunction, I will say Christina d- did get um, erectile dysfunction wrong. She said that erectile dysfunction isn't when you only can't get it up once. Right. That's false. It's anytime your erectile dysfunctions. Erectile dysfunction is any opportunity when your penis doesn't get hard. Well, yeah, but she made the point of like, if it only, if it's a one-off, that's not a dysfunction. She was saying if it's yeah, but a... technically erectile dysfunction is anytime your penis doesn't get hard when it should. Yeah. That's the but actual ag- definition of it. But again, I do understand what she's saying though, which is that yeah. like, if it is a one-off, one-offs well, happen yeah, I mean, if versus you're... if it's a consistent issue. The, yeah. Then I would say you have a health, you should look into your health situation. Yeah. Then probably... you have erectile dysfunction. Yeah. If you didn't get hard one time because it was the day after your cat got run over, no one's going to say you have erectile dysfunction. That is technically what, what but, it's called, though. But you understand what yeah. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so with that, he believes ED is cap, 
and that if so you can't yeah, and if you can't get your penis hard it's because you're gay or if you're gay and you can't get your penis hard it's, it's because you're, sure. you're not gay yeah and um i thought it was cool that um mateo was talking about a, an experience with a like um someone he just hooks up with sometimes yeah and how he was like the person he was with is was like yeah i just just not getting it up tonight and he was like yeah i was kind of tired anyway and i wasn't really it was gonna be a lot of effort and yeah. it's like i think people should like realize that it's like that for a lot of people sometimes you know not all the time or but that sometimes it's, yeah or yeah. that it yeah exactly what you were alluding to just mm-hmm. now that it's not there isn't um Like, I don't think that there should be, um, I don't know how to, what words to use. Like, um, like, I don't think there should be an expectation that this, that's the same all the time. I don't mm-hmm. know what word I'm trying to use for that. Like, um, like a standard. Yeah. Like, I don't think there should be standard expectation or standard because the reality is life's not standard mm-hmm. and life doesn't happen in that way. You know, uh, stresses come up or or like he said you're you're fucking exhausted and tired Mm like um just like sexuality is a spectrum or like all these things that exist on Mm -hmm. these spectrums that it seems like although it's not accurate but it seems like um all these spectrums are new or that we're discovering Mm -hmm. that they're on spectrums when in reality we're just now kind of identifying yeah the the spectrum that these things have always been on. But Mm -hmm. regardless, just like all of those things on a spectrum, like sexual function can live on a spectrum as well. Mm -hmm. And all the other factors are very important. Your mental well-being, your physical well-being. Hey, here's a great example. If you ate a box of mac and cheese by yourself and a mini cake, you're not going to feel as sexy as you might if you ate something that was healthier or wasn't as heavy. Yeah. Or like, or like just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like, you know, I think it's even if you're in a longer term relationship, I think it could even be longer than just a single situation where it's like, you know, there might be, you know, if you're at work, you know, not to, you know, dive too deep into like masculine versus feminine, 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 Fremulon. Um, <laughs> Fremulum. Um, That's part of a penis. But Fremulon's at the end of every Parks and Rec episode, and it's said by Nick Offerman. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I'm not sure if you do. Um, but, you know, like if you're, you know, men get a lot of, um, of their um, whatever from like their job and being successful. And if they're having a, you know, a slow time at work or like not being super successful, they may not feel as confident in like, you know, whatever. So they're not as, you know, sexually charged as they may be in other times of their, of their life, you know? Or any of it. I mean, it's like, we're just talking about like, literally, I just think all factors play in this spectrum Yeah. of your, of, of, um, um, a person's like desire. Mm-hmm. sexual prowess, sexual activity, whatever you want to call it. Like all of these factors are important. Like uh, m- spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, mm-hmm. obviously social. Mm-hmm. Like your, I think that one, the, mm-hmm. the example you just gave is maybe social mm-hmm. or maybe, um, I don't know what, where, how you'd categorize career, but I mean, it's most mm-hmm. certainly it's on, you know what I mean? These are factors that are important. I mean, 
yeah, everybody. And I would even, I would even posture that people, you don't have to be in a long-term relationship to bet for that to be the case either. Like anything that's going on with you or your partner can affect the way that you give and receive physical mm-hmm. attention and affection. And I don't think we should be as judgmental with people or with ourselves because my problem is way less about the other person and way more about me. Like if my partner, like if my spouse, if Rosie Cotton, for whatever reason, like can't get it up, hasn't happened yet, but, or loses it, Hmm. loses it is a good one. Or like, you know, yeah, if you're drinking, that's, that's or that enough. thing of where you're you've been going too long, mm-hmm. and you're starting to lose it because you've been going too long, and maybe this happens often. I don't mm-hmm. know if it happens to other people, but where like at some point during the engagement, you reached a precipice where you were, it, you were about to come, it was gonna mm-hmm. happen, and then you didn't, and then it's almost like you lost it, like you can't get it back. It's not like you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like you have to work too hard for it then, and it's like that mm-hmm. thing. You know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. you're like, oh, I'll wait. Like, let's put, you know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. it's like, you were too close and mm-hmm. now it's like, it's not coming back or whatever yeah. the case is. Or like, like there's a, there's a point where if you try to stop it, it's like, it's going to take, it's going to take that time or more to get yeah, back. The point you know? of no return or mm-hmm. whatever. But like my problem is way more about myself than it is about the partner. Like I, do, I do not find myself having difficulty judging him for any of those things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always like, and that's not to say I'm awesome. I'm a great partner. Like that's Mm -hmm. not my point here. I'm not trying to give myself kudos, but I genuinely don't like, I'm always very sympathetic or empathetic or whatever you want to say. Like I'm always very understanding of that. Mm -hmm. I, I think this might be the case for everybody. So I don't even think this is just me, but like, I think I have a lot more trouble when I'm having the problem. Mm -hmm. Like where any of those things I just said, like where maybe I got too close, it didn't happen. And then we've been going for a lot longer and I can't bring it back to that place. I'm not getting close again or I've lost it completely. And then I start to get in my head and it's like, it's taking too long. And then I get mad at myself for it. Take whatever the case is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's an example of mental stuff getting in the way. That's just a simple mental Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's probably had that that kind of same... Or being too tired or being too, like, whatever the... Yeah, Mm. whatever the case is with yourself where you just can't get get to where you need to be. I have a much bigger difficulty, like, letting myself off the hook for it. But Mm. I really do think that we... Re what um, she was talking about on Theo's thing. Like, I think we need to... I think we need to be more, I mean, this is very similar to what Sammy Sosa, our friend, does with poop. Like how she talks about poop and she's like obsessed with poop or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same concept here. I think it's oversaturating a subject to try and help other people feel more comfortable talking about universal human experiences that people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. Everybody poops. And if you're unwilling to talk about... Just like the book. Like, if you're unwilling to talk about that stuff, then it's like, I think you're missing an opportunity for connection, honestly. You know, Mm -hmm. like, we all have those things in common. We all have the sex stuff in common. Like, we're all going to run into stuff where maybe something embarrassing happened or 
maybe something sad happened or maybe something frustrating happened or maybe something hilarious happened, like sexually, we're mm-hmm. all going to run into that stuff. And like speaking of the Mateo Lane um, podcast with uh, your mom's house, when she was asking about all those questions about douching, like anal douching and mm-hmm. um, are you ever afraid you're going to poop on someone? Those, those questions. It's like people have those questions. Like, yeah. you know, for a fact, a lot of people have those questions. Like, aren't yeah. you afraid if you have anal, you're going to shit on someone. If you have ever been a female engaging in any kind of anal, I guarantee that you have been afraid that you are going to shit. And it's like hearing a, a person who has frequent anal sex talk about it makes you feel a little bit more like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's mm. not a taboo thing to talk about. And if everybody's thinking it and nobody's talking about it, then you're never going to get answers. You're never going to get... Yeah. Same thing with poop. It's like, where it's like I've been talking about my hemorrhoid for two days with you and Rosie Cotton. It's like, I have a really bad hemorrhoid right now, which to be fair to myself is very common in pregnancy. Hemorrhoids mm-hmm. are very common, especially, especially after birth because you push so hard that you can give yourself really bad hemorrhoids. I've never had a real hemorrhoid in my life. Like mm-hmm. not a bad one. I think there may have been a time where I thought I had one, but I definitely didn't because I do now. Mm-hmm. And I've never had one of this before. So I never had one before, but I don't know what to do. And it turns out a lot of the Preparation H products, they don't even have any fucking medicine in them. They're just witch hazel. Hmm. Like not all the products, but a lot of them. The spray yeah. is just fucking witch hazel spray that's cold. Some of it has aloe in it. Mm. So it's just supposed to be soothing and anti-itching. That's not fucking helpful. Like I'm going to need a medicine to make what was supposed to be inside and is now outside go back inside (laughs) like yeah i would like a medicine please not witch hazel (laughs) like not a bark that they boiled into clear water yeah i didn't actually call it practical magic to cure my (laughs) you know what i mean like you want me to what like you want me to spray magic water on my taint and hope that everything gets better? <laughs> like, it's yeah. so rude. <laughs> anyway, I have a hemorrhoid and I feel like we should be What do talking. you call it? <laughs> <laughs> I said that it feels like a coin purse that you accidentally shut on the outside <laughs> of your car door that's hanging out the bottom of the car door while you're rolling down the highway. That's what it feels like. Little coin purse action. It's hanging out. Uh, it's not where it's supposed to be, bro. I'm also like, can I just wrap it in like a rubber band really tight? No. No. You <laughs> I think you can. Can't. I think no, you can. No, you can't. Do no. you know that for sure? Yes. I think that's I what they I do had in the one hospital. At one point in time, but I didn't. I think that's what they so do in the hospital. So I did a hospital. lot of research. I think they wrap it in like floss. Yeah, it feels like they can't be doing that. I feel like that's what they do in the hospital if it gets really bad. It's no problem. Just excise it, you know? Just whoop. I do have a surgical kit. And you're very confident. I am very confident. And, you know, normally getting to my asshole is a lot easier. But as it is, as you know, as I've said it at least five times today, I am having a lot of trouble wiping. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like squatting over a mirror to excise. 
yeah, I don't this think coin you can purse do that. with a scalpel in my bathroom at home yeah, you can't is in my best interest. A, I don't think you can do that to a hemorrhoid anyway. I think you can, but, you know. Well, that's why you wrap it in the rubber band or in string or something so that it cuts off the cuts the blood flow mm-hmm. anyway. Anyway, I have a hemorrhoid, and I just feel like we should all be talking about everything that we've been talking about. Poop mm-hmm. and buttholes. Sex. What else should we be talking about? Bring bring things into your conversations that may seem uncomfortable because these are uh, universal human experiences and uh, we need to let our fellow humans, especially the ones we trust, you know, know that they're not alone in their universal human experiences like pooping and sex. Yeah. You know, if you have fears, if you have... I mean, I got fears about this butthole thing, and we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Here we are. If you have fears, if you have um, discomfort, uh, let me let me tell you this one for free. Growth hardly ever happens when you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, if you are uncomfortable about having a conversation, I my suggestion would be verbally say that you're uncomfortable. And then have the conversation anyway, because mm-hmm. that's where growth happens, bro. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. I'm like prophetic or some shit. Wouldn't you say? I think so. What do you got? I have the this woman doing several accents. Okay. What do you have with honey in it? I really love sweet stuff. Do you guys have um, blonde roast? I don't drink caffeine, so I don't know why I'm here. An espresso. Please, and um, a croissant. Thank you. Flat white, if you can. No, no sweetener. I'm sweet enough already. <laughs> that was a joke. Black coffee. Um, uh, yep, uh, thank you. Just a flat white. Plain latte. Um, um almond milk. Uh, the name for the order is uh, Sirsha. No, I'm not going to spell it. Oh, sorry, is it my turn? Can you guys ice a cappuccino? Is that possible? Right. Uh, just, you know, uh, cheap. Double shot. Iced. Mocha. Just an iced tea. Unsweetened. Thanks. I'll have a latte with cinnamon and oat milk, like my mom used to make. I've been trying not to have caffeine. I might have to break the rules just this once and order an iced mocha. Honestly, I just want a shot of espresso. English breakfast. Tea. Just your average cup of joe. Nothing fancy. What do you have with honey and... I would say 40% of those were good. The I will say this. Her Sandra O, Ellen Pompeo, Emma Thompson, Maggie Smith. Maggie Emma Smith Stone. and Emma Thompson. I'm with you. You don't you don't agree with Sandra O? It was fine. I I feel it was uh, and <laughs> I think also her Drew Barrymore pretty Drew, good. Drew Barrymore. Pretty good. Um Her Leslie Mann. I didn't even notice that one, so it couldn't have been that good. You don't need to find it. He's it's already going, happening. He's going to find it. No, no sweetener. I'm sweet enough already. <laughs> that was a joke. Black coffee. Uh, I didn't think that was good. Oh, wow. I think it was, I thought it was really good. There were a lot of comments saying that her Leslie Mann was really good. 
I don't think it was good. I thought that Emma Thompson, Thompson, Emma, Emma, Emma Stone or Thompson, British Thompson. or not, Thompson, mm-hmm. and uh, Maggie Smith, the two British ones, mm-hmm. the old British women, were really good. Mm-hmm. I thought those were the best, probably. I, like I said, forty percent of them were good. Mm-hmm. A little less than half. I had a bunch of like ugh, stuff that I don't want to do anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just check them out. Hold on. I'll see what else I've sent to you. You sent me this one. What is this? No, I don't want to do that. Should we do a public service? Oh, what do you have? If you owe debt in the form of a loan, Mm -hmm. this is for you because the guy who works in finance is about to teach you how to save a lot of money. After you make your next loan payment, I want you to take that loan payment, divide it by two, and then make that half payment every two weeks. For example, if your loan payment is $300 per month, you're going to pay $150 every two weeks, starting two weeks from your last full payment. This is commonly referred to as the 15-3 method, which means you make your first half payment 15 days before your due date and your second half payment three days before your due date. You don't have to follow that exact formula as long as you are not making one lump sum payment every month. Here's why it works. Most loans in America are simple interest loans, which means they accrue interest on a daily basis called a per diem. The less time that passes between each payment, the more money goes towards the principal balance instead of towards the interest that's accruing. This won't make a huge impact at first, but the more you do it, the more money you're going to save thanks to the compounding effect. And if you do keep up with paying every two weeks, you'll make one full extra payment per year, which will cut down even more. This does not have the same effect on credit card payments, and not every lender allows this. So if you want to be sure, call your lender and ask if you have a simple interest loan. If they say yes, you're good. If you owe debt in the form of a loan... Um, we don't need to get into that because we did already talk about it, but I do want to endorse that PSA. It does yeah. work. It's it's correct. You just have to, like you said, make sure you have the right kind of loan and make sure you're using it for the right kind of things. Yeah. It works on the right. It works on what he said. Make sure you have what he said. Simple interest loan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I endorse this message. Mm-hmm. I'm Leslie Nope, and I endorse this message. Did you see this? Of course. Did you experience it like this here as well? How did yes, it, look it was here? orange that day. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, here's one about birth that I have for you. Mm-hmm. It's not actually, but it's funny. Uh-uh, absolutely not. Not this. I'm about to have a baby girl in August in the labor advice queen because you handled their birth like a pro. Baby, get the drugs. Get the epidural. You don't get no cookie for having no natural birth. They said your back gonna hurt. Your back gonna hurt when you're 50 years old anyway. Might as well speed up the process. I ain't feel sh- I'm about to have a baby girl in August. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. Baby girl, get the drugs. Get the epidural. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you you don't get, get a, a cookie, cookie. For, getting, for doing a natural birth. They say your back gonna hurt. Your back gonna hurt anyway. Uh-huh. I didn't feel shit. Get to drugs. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Did you like that? Did I you did like, like that? I did like it. I have like four um, our motivational type things. But to be honest with you, I'll probably cry. So mm. let's fucking skip them. Do okay. you know what I mean? Yes. Because I'm like emotional. Can you say some stuff? Uh. What are you thinking and feeling? What am I thinking and feeling? Yeah. 
I oh this one's gonna spark some debate. Oh, are are you into that? Yeah, well, it's just discussion. I wouldn't say it's debate. This person has a a, a specific list of things for when you move in with your significant other. And this is how things should happen. This is her thoughts on this. Okay. I just listened to someone who's not in a relationship give advice on what to do when moving in with a significant other. So here's my realistic relationship advice when moving in. My qualifications are I've been together with my boyfriend for six years. We've been living together for four years. This is a very real point of view. Number one, I'm starting off controversial, but it is split the rent evenly. This was really hard for me to justify in the beginning because when my boyfriend and I were moving in together, he was making like triple of what I was making. So we had to compromise on the price of where we were living. But you never want money to be something that anyone can hold over your head. Sometimes if someone's paying more, you feel like you have to give more labor into the household or more contributions. And maybe that is your thing, but if it's not your thing, split the rent evenly. Number two, when picking what furniture to bring from both of your places into a singular home, pick wisely. If you think something is ugly, do not be cute, do not be nice, tell him it can't come. I made this huge mistake. My boyfriend's into geometric patterns. <laughs> he made this pause ugly, it? huge... Should we go over each one? sure okay number one that might be right for you that could be the right move for Mm -hmm. you but my suggestion would be i want to alter what she said Mm -hmm. my suggestion would be do whatever feels right to you yeah don't listen to her do what feels right to you because Mm -hmm. um that's not my situation with rosie cotton Mm -hmm. and i feel that he and i are very um strong Mm -hmm. and that we have a really solid foundation of especially with our finances and, and whatever else, like mm. together. Like, I feel like we're very sturdy and yeah. neither of us feel that way. Like we're giving one and that's, we do not do 50, 50 on everything on certain things. We don't, mm. you know what I mean? Like there's no, so I, I would amend her number one. And instead of it being do 50, 50, my number one would be, or if you want to say like financially or how you're paying for your living, whatever mine would be discuss it mm-hmm. and do what feels right. Yeah. So if for you, because like she said, if he's making three times what she's making, maybe 50-50 feels right for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe 50% of the rent is going to make one of the people struggle. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. You make three times more than me, and I am going to struggle paying mm-hmm. my 50%, right? What is that going to do to our relationship when I am feeling financial tension and you are not? Or... Other other than that, if you have to, you know, work, you know, depending on where you work, you have to work more hours or get another job or something that's going to be able to. Right. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that may not necessarily work out and that it may not be right for you. Maybe it is. It's equal, but it's not necessarily equitable. Right. That makes sense. Absolutely. It's the difference between like the. um, um, that thing of when there's a fence and a tall person and a short person both get the mm-hmm. same size ladder, the yeah. tall person's still going to be taller and the short. Mm-hmm. So that's equal. Equitable would be giving the short person a taller ladder so mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, they're the same height. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's that thing. So that's my number one. Number two was about decor. I tend to agree with what she is saying. Mm-hmm. I know she's going to finish her point. I tend to agree um, that uh, you do have to be transparent about... If you don't like something, because if you don't, it's that thing of when you accidentally say offhandedly like, oh, that's a cute frog. And then like you only get frog stuff for every holiday, Christmas and whatever. Like if you tell him and he wants to hang up, you know, the hockey jersey that he has in a fucking shadow box in the living room 
and you're like, whatever, it makes them happy. Yeah, I guess it's fine. And then all of a sudden the living room is a fucking hockey shrine and you're like, I actually fucking hate sports. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. Yeah. You have to be transparent about that stuff. And not to say don't bring it. I disagree with what she says there. I think instead of saying don't bring it, you say like, is there a way that we can maybe have a space where it makes sense for mm-hmm. this decor? Whatever the decor yeah. happens to be. Like you may not want, you may not be, it may not work for you guys to have the hockey jersey in the living room, but you could have it maybe on like, you know, your side of the bedroom. Correct. Or like um, my side and, of the bedroom versus his. Mine yeah. has the naked lady renaissance mm-hmm. thing and his has a literal signed hockey poster on it. Mm-hmm. But it works for our sides of the bedroom. Or yeah, if there was like, or, you know, for example, like in the garage. You know, he has like a lot of, you know, car like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what, you know, maybe that's where the car stuff goes. And Correct. Like, does it make more sense there? Correct. Cause it's like, cause I would never want to say you can't have it because yeah. that I don't like, mm-hmm. I don't like that. I think when it comes, I think when it comes to large furniture, like if it's a couch, mm, yeah, I see. I think you have to be a little bit more decisive. Yeah. It's like, I really don't like that couch, you know? let's try to find something that we, that both matches both of our styles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And that's not to say that you have to go to Ikea or wherever couch salesman place and buy a brand new couch. There's a lot of ways to find couches, you know, because that could also be a cost, you know, cost prohibitive. Yeah. yeah. So, because it's like, Oh, well if I'm the wealthy one and I don't like the cat and I don't have a couch already and the other person has a couch you know, then it's like, oh, well, I already have this couch. We're going to buy a brand new one. I don't have the money for that. You know what I mean? You can yeah. buy your own couch. So like, you know, there are ways to, I think you can figure that out where yeah. it's like, I really don't like this couch, but we can figure something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Number three. Inmetric headboard. And oh boy, did I not know how to tell him no. We got stuck with that headboard for two years in the pandemic while working from home. I never got the heart to tell him I hated it. So you have to knock that shit in the beginning. Number three is really know each other's sleep schedules. I'm an early bird. My boyfriend is a night owl. I knew this going into the relationship, but sometimes it actually physically and emotionally pissed me off when he wouldn't go to bed when I was going to bed. And then I got angry because I was like, this is a you problem. You hate me. He doesn't hate you. You just have different sleep schedules. So know that from the beginning. And remember, it's not about you. That's what I would have told myself. It's not about you. It's not about you. The way they need to sleep is not about you. Number four is talk about your debt. How do you feel about that one sleep schedule? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has different sleep schedules. And I think it's cool, you know, to align mostly. Wherein, like, oh, okay, like, you know, we'll, you know, you know, get ready for bed and then go to bed. And it's like, you know, if you fall asleep immediately and, you know, he's playing a game or he falls asleep immediately and you're reading a book or watching something, you know, you're still do or, you know, for example, like for me, sometimes I had to stay up late and work on like some of my school stuff and my partner. How is school going right now? Pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not, not right now, but you know, generally. Um, but uh, yeah, like, and then she would go to bed and I would stay up working on stuff. Um, I think you have to, you know, kind of balance it because I don't think it's like, I don't think it's cool to like be 100% not aligned. Yeah. I don't know how it works with other people. Um, I find it, I have found it interesting that for Rosie Cotton and I, um, we started really far apart Mm -hmm. and we've kind of, um, we're still not 
in the same sleep schedule, mm-hmm. but we're more aligned than we were at the beginning. Like, just as an example, he used to get up really early. Like, he was always like a six thirty, seven o'clock, I'm awake, out of bed, made the bed, like up person, mm-hmm. take a shower in the morning, like I'm ready. And he would stay up really late. So he like, he only needed at one point, like when I first started dating him, he was sleeping five and six hours a night tops. And he was cool with that. Like he'd be up gaming or whatever till we're just on the internet or whatever until, you know, one or two Mm -hmm. in the morning. And then he'd be up at six or seven. I mean, like not a lot of sleep. And as you know about me very, very well, um, even when I was like, and you know, the, yeah, you know, the me very well, even when I was getting up really early for the job that you have, like when I was working at four thirty yeah. in the morning or something, I'd go to fucking bed at eight. Like I need the sleep I need. Yeah. Like you there's take no, your, your routine and at that time and you would say you all have 30 minutes until I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> You do not have to leave here. Yeah. But I will be asleep and I'm not going to hold off on that for you. Yeah. Like, you know, I need the amount of hours. Like I need seven or eight hours of sleep. To be honest, I was going to say eight or nine hours. I need eight hours of sleep Mm -hmm. to feel uh, like a normal person. Well. And if I don't get enough, I feel like shit. And for me right now, I'm trying to get healthier about my sleep. But today... I slept like seven hours. I had, I slept seven hours of sleep. Weird. How would I even say it like that? But I had seven hours of sleep and I felt like kind of tired all day, but I looked it up and apparently when, whenever there's any change to your sleep cycle, positive or negative, it can cause like sleepiness, tiredness. Yeah. Tired feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You should reacclimate yourself to sleeping longer. Right. So that then that sleep feels restful. That's the thing for me. Like, I'm when I start to do the trying to get better with my sleep thing, I always stop doing it because it's like I feel tired all day because I'm not. No, but yeah, you have to like follow through. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like three days of me feeling tired all day because I'm, and I'm, but it's like, and someone's like, Oh, you like, you know, a juicy J will be like, are you tired today? Do you not get enough sleep? Cause you know, well, honestly right now, and it, I have solutions to this. I just need to not stop putting it off or like forgetting, but the one air conditioning unit for my house, doesn't work so i have to get a, i have to put another one in and sometimes in the middle of the night i get so hot so that'll like wake me up or whatever and juicy joe will be like oh do you not sleep well you know whatever and it'll be like no i actually it was like cool enough and i slept like seven hours but it'll just be like because i'm so bad with my sleep i feel tired because i'm not acclimated to it yeah i uh... hey look here oh i see it isn't that cool Oh, I fucking saw it. Um, yeah, re just aligning your sleep schedules or recognizing that you have different ones. Of course you want to recognize you have different ones. And I would never say push someone to be in yours. Mm-hmm. But I do think, for example, for Rosicon and I, we kind of came to a compromise. We get in bed together. Mm-hmm. When, the, when our partner falls asleep is irrelevant because it's exactly like you said, you hit the head on the nail and I don't know if you and I have ever discussed that or not, or if you just intuited it, but there, there are days a hundred percent of what you said. There are days where I am asleep in five minutes and he games until Mm 3am, literally 3am before he goes to bed, literally three. 
And then they're the opposite. There are days where he is so tired, he's asleep in 70 seconds. And I read for two hours. Mm-hmm. And then I realize, oh shit, I've been reading for two hours. And then I'll turn the t- sleep timer on and try and like get myself to <laughs> get sleepy. But generally, we have the same nighttime routine and we get in bed at the same time. And as far as getting to, it, what, sorry, not to get too far off of this, like what our original topic of this girl's video, but I did also hear this other thing about how, um, like if you're having trouble sleeping through the whole night, um, like this guy was like, don't be you, pregnant with twins. Well, sorry. There's that. Go ahead. But he said that you should not start doing things in your bed, like to fall back asleep. So, like, for example, he said, well, first of all, like, the first thing he said was don't have a little snack because then that activates your digestion and that wakes you up more. Yeah. He said, if you are having trouble falling back asleep, because our brain is very much so um, based all on associations in a lot of ways, like heuristics, you know, um, to go to another room and read a book or listen to a podcast and get yourself back into that sleepy vibe and then go to bed. Because if your brain starts to associate that time of night with you doing activities in bed, then you'll start to wake up at that time and, and do activities in the bed. You I've heard I mean? that too. I don't have okay. trouble with that, thankfully, but I have heard that mm-hmm. for people who do have trouble. Yeah. I also don't. Oh God. He's so heavy. He's not even the heavy one. He's getting so skinny. He's losing weight. He is. Yeah. I'm afraid he's dying, but... What? I mean, he seems very healthy. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Yeah. And then Rosie Cotton and I, he used to, like I said, wake up really early, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Now we kind of... I wake up earlier than I would. And he wakes up earlier than he would, so we kind of compromise there, you know? Yeah. Now we're kind of at a normal, you know, 8.30-ish time. Mm-hmm. Which is much I'd later love to for wake him. Up and my, at, at eight every day. Much earlier for me. <laughs> That's much more of my. At least at this time in my life, I know it changes as you age, but I would say my natural state would be more to, um, go to bed at like, eleven thirty midnight and wake up at eight. Yeah, I want to go to bed. It's very hard for me to go to bed like any earlier than ten. Well, I actually go to sleep. My schedule is exactly what you just said. I actually go to sleep at 11.30 midnight. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm up at between 8.30 and 9. Yeah. But I'm in bed usually by 11. Sometimes not until 11.30. But I try to be in bed by 11. Mm-hmm. Which is like showered. You know, all the, you know, you get it. Mm-hmm. All the nighttime stuff you have to do, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, won't be tonight. Tell you that one for mm. free. Okay, go next. I know, Icky. You need to know who has the most debt. You need to know each other's financial situation. You're going to be splitting bills together. If you're not able to talk about money with each other, my opinion, you should not be moving in together. What happens, and it will happen because you're probably younger, what's going to happen when one of you can't make rent on time? Who's going to take over? Who's going to be able to do that? These are conversations you need to have. Number five is don't take out your problems on the... I would, I would generally agree. Yeah. I agree as well. Like you should talk about like some financial planning, even if it's not like, you know, 
you know, in the capacity of being more intentional. I think you should be more intentional about it when you're actually getting married, about your like finances and financial planning. But I think moving in together, you kind of have to be clear of like, you know, this is my financial situation. These are my bills. This is my car payment. This is my whatever payment. This is our payments for this. This is how much I make. You know, like yeah. you have to be, which I think some people think is like taboo or rude or or like not like like something like sexy or romantic yeah. or something. I don't know if that's weird to say, but I feel like that's a, a thing. Yeah, but I agree feel. with what she said. If you don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. having a conversation with your partner about finances, about money, and about whose responsibility, what is, when, then I don't think that you sh- are ready to move in. Yeah. Like, if you're ready to live with each other full time, then you should be ready to have an uncomfortable conversation about money if that's, you know, if it mm-hmm. makes you uncomfortable. Um, this happened to me last night. I got two pieces of bad information and I was pissed the fuck off last night. And I was seething and I was just yelling, yelling, yelling at my boyfriend. And I was just giving this negative energy towards him. It wasn't his fault. He told me I'm going to remove myself from this situation because you need to process your feeling. Number one, how emotionally forward is that? Love him. But number two, he was right. You can't take out your problems on your partner when you're living together or in general. But when you move in together, you're going to note that it's probably going to happen more often. Hey, to say it but the next one is i don't do that anyway i probably used to Mm -hmm. in my last relationship i was young and immature but i don't find myself doing that taking out my stuff on him i i know that seems ironic in this pregnancy because i just opened the podcast by doing it yeah i mean i think that's a little bit of a different circle way different but yeah, I mean, I th- I don't think I, don't I do really that, have though. a problem with that either. I I would say you're probably in a pretty. I think you have the opposite pretty... problem. What's that? I think you have that thing that we talked about that you saw you saw a TikTok about it. That thing of um. I'm gonna get this wrong, but that thing of when. You were a parent something. Remember this thing? Yeah. You were a parent something. And so as an adult, you become a people pleaser, blah, blah, blah. You remember the mm-hmm. thing I'm talking about? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. It's like, can you do I was, it? Like being, being the, like the emotionally support person. Yeah. Like you're your, someone's support. Mm-hmm. And then with that, like kind of. As an adult, able- it translates into. Yeah, like people, you know, somewhat being a people pleaser or not being able to say no. Or like a solver mm-hmm. or a fixer. Yeah. Like you feel like you have to be the fixer for people. And this, because this is what, th- I was having like two days where I was like really getting like something about TikTok because it was like, it's because she started off the video being like, are you, are you coming to the tree? <laughs> sorry she, she was like do you overeat and i was like <laughs> what the fuck what do you you know what i mean like as i'm eating too much you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm yeah. watching tiktok while i'm like snacking too much or whatever you're like i've only eaten two sleeves of cookies i don't um and she was like and then got into this whole description and i was like wow she really cut but yeah it's basically like because you like whatever capacity it's you know any of your interpersonal relationships whether that's like you know your workplace ones your personal ones or um what familial like you can't you can't say you feel like you can't say no and all of the negative 
like the hole that's created from your negative emotions about having to do things that you don't want to do all the time, you fill with overeating. Huh. Do you feel like that's true of you? Hmm. I don't really think so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's true of you, but I think I mean, that for you, re this point that this woman is making. Mm-hmm. I think you have the opposite problem of this point, which is that like you are more apt to receive someone not to say your partner does this. I don't know your, your guys' situation at all. So that's, I'm not saying that. Um, but what I'm saying is I think in interpersonal relationships, you're more apt to receive people, you know, venting at you toward you Mm -hmm. because you're like more of the, like, you know, an emotional support, and people recognize that mm-hmm. and you like receive it. And then you don't necessarily ever do that to other people. Or at least you don't do it to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, you know what I mean? I vent all the time. Not mm-hmm. to I mean, whatever you can, if you want to, you know that though. Yeah. I feel like you know that and you just either don't need to, or like sometimes you do like occasionally, mm-hmm. but like I would say, I just do it a lot more. Yeah. I mean, but there I are times think- where you've called me sometimes and been like, I'm just so mad about this thing or yeah. whatever, but it's like very seldom, but yeah. it's not at me. It's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think you and I are pretty good and I try to do it, but you do it too. I think we're pretty good about asking if the person has time mm-hmm. or like, like I said today, bandwidth, but like time. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what you'll, you'll ask if I have time. You're like, um, this like shitty thing just happened. Do you have, do you have time to talk about it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like if you have bandwidth or if you have the emotional capacity to receive a uh, event, we're pretty mm-hmm. good about it. I think so. I mean, and honestly, I think that kind of comes from over the years of not, not doing it well, probably. Or other know? people doing it to us. Yeah. In a I not healthy it, way. Yeah. I think it's kind of come from, because I think there was probably a time where you and I, I mean, not to say that, we had the worst situations ever, but you and I were in probably, you know, relatively bad situations and we probably just, I feel like we probably just kind of did it all the time and it kind of got to a point where it's like tired of doing the same thing all the time of just like bitching. Yeah. So it's more of like, and I think kind of like if I ever feel like I need to vent, sometimes it's like, I don't know. Some, I feel like I do sometimes. I mean, most of, most of my venting comes with my, my workplace proximity associate now. Yeah. And it's about work stuff because it's like, I just think everyone's stupid everywhere in my job. But, but that's like, it's just standard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like she, she's there and sees the stuff. So it's like, that's where a lot of my, I think I vent mostly there and mostly to her about all of that stuff. But it's, I think mo- the majority of my venting is about work at work. Which I think that's pretty common for most people. Because it's like... That's pretty standard. I mean, I'll talk to you sometimes about for things that are frustrating me if, like, other people aren't, like, getting it, you know? Where it's like, I feel like I'm the crazy person because it's like, why why is, why is aren't we on board with, with yeah. what I'm seeing? How, how can we possibly not be on the same page here? Yeah. And it's like, am I am I, like, not putting it together? And we'll talk about that. But it's like frankly no one's interested in about your work you know what i mean other than like the people at your work Mm -hmm. so yeah what's the next one prepared for your 
your sex life to spike and drop. People paint this image on the internet that if you're not ravenous for each other 24-7 for a lifetime, that your relationship is wrong. Falso! I think people who say that shit are so annoying. You will have times where you want to fuck like rabbit and times where you can't stand looking at them, and that is totally normal. The next, if there's an issue, fix it immediately. Don't wait, you'll just get resentful. And the last one is get separate hobbies. You need shit to talk about, especially after being together for a long time. Let me know if you want more. I just listened to Okay, so she fired off a couple really quickly. Yeah, the sex one, we already talked about Mm -hmm. that. I think, you know, with not her, well, not her, but, you know, Mm -hmm. we talked about that one. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to be ravenous. Mm -hmm. There, I haven't had any times where I'm like, I don't want to look at you, though. People, I hear people say that. I haven't had that yet. You know, my partner said the same thing when we watched this video. And she said, when people say this about their partners, I start to think, if you get to a point where you're like, I can't even look at this person that I'm with or like even stand to touch them, maybe you're like a lesbian or something. Or maybe you just like are unhappy. Or, like, or yeah, maybe you hate this person. Or yeah, or <laughs> just like I mean? you don't want to be around yeah, that person. Like, her and I had the same conversation. Like, yeah, I, I haven't I can't had stand that. looking at this person. Like, yeah, no. I like, had this thing. I think there's like. Obviously, you're going to get frustrated and angry sometimes in your relationship. I had this thing where it was after the cake. Well, the cake. <laughs> we can't even. We can't even. We're not going to go there. The surface on the cake. <laughs> we can't cra- We can't even scratch the cake. But um, it was after the cake, and I. Which I'll be real. You haven't really even scratched the surface of the cake with me. I think. I think there's probably even more layers to this cake if we were going to get into it. <laughs> there's so much. But the real, real, real brief uh, version of this is that I had a very specific craving. Uh, Rosie Cotton was uh, attempted to oblige the craving. He got mm-hmm. home. The thing was not what I wanted. And I had what can only be described as a heinous meltdown um, about how wrong it was, etc., And it turned into an avalanche. I can, you can't even say I snowballed. I fucking avalanched um, <laughs> into a, a depression, <laughs> which um, I ended up in the shower with it not on and all the lights off, sitting on the floor of the shower just weeping. Oh, wow. Um, because I wanted to be alone. It right? wasn't even warm? Huh? It, w- it just wasn't even on at all? Just not no, even warm? No, I just wanted to be in that room. Oh, wow. Because I like, that's my favorite room in the house is the shower. So I wanted to be on the floor of the shower by myself in the dark, crying. And so there I was doing it, you know, just weeping hysterically. I mean, again, I avalanched so hard. And uh, I had this thing where I was like thinking of, I was going to write it as a poem. And you know how when I write poems, mm-hmm. they're they're not poems; they're prose because they don't rhyme, and it's really it's just, just um, it, it's just a sad what, story. What do they call? What do they call it? It's called prose. Lazy, no, but lazy poets. What? Fr- free verse. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, the, yeah, it's just free verse. I just call it prose <laughs> because it's just a sad story it's that just feels a short flowy. Story. Yeah, but I was gonna write it as that. But I'm sitting on the on the floor of the shower, just weeping hysterically in my avalanche of emotion. I'm sorry I keep moving today. It's okay. And uh, I, I had gone there to retreat mm-hmm. because we had had a tiff about it. Not a tiff. There was nothing verbal. 
He handed me the wrong thing. And I looked at the thing and my face said, you've made a grave mistake. Mm -hmm. I didn't say any words. And then his face said, oh, fuck. And then I said with my mouth, just fucking take it away. Put it in the trash. I don't want it. Wow. And then he, with his face, said, Jesus fucking Christ, but didn't say any words and just walked away angrily. And so then I retreated. I needed to retreat. Mm-hmm. So I retreated to my safe space, which is the shower, I'm sitting on the floor of the shower, weeping 10, 20 minutes, just the, as, as hard of a weep as you can weep. And then I thought to myself, do you understand how ridiculous it feels? To need to retreat, you do it. You retreat. You go far away. You go to your safe place. You go by yourself because you don't want that person to see you, to be there, to whatever. You know, you need your moment. Mm -hmm. But then there comes the time after you've had the moment. Please get off. you've, You've had the cry. You've had the retreat. And now you want him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you want to be held. You want to say you're sorry. You know, you want it to all be okay. So, but then you're in a situation where in order for that to happen, you have to stop weeping. You have to get off the floor of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You have to open the shower door. Then you have to open the bathroom door. And then you either have to go all the way back to the conflict You have to find it again. Or you have to holler in your weepy voice, you know, Mm -hmm. for your your partner to come and meet you where you are. And it just seems so... There was something in that, you know? There's Mm -hmm. something in that thing of where you purposefully retreat, you purposefully go in to... to, You go into the avalanche, you know? You're riding it down. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going down. You're the going mountain. down the fucking mountain. Oh, she's good now, by the way. If you're right, just, you know, just to update. But you purposefully mm. put yourself. You know, you take the steps to get yourself to the. But then you have to get yourself back out. No one can mm. do it for you. And the reality is, like, in your perfect little world, right? You're gone for two minutes, and then your partner comes to the realization on their own. You know. It's that thing in the movie where you wonder if the person turned. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The turn. Mm -hmm. Someone's walking away and you turn to see if they turn. Mm -hmm. It's that. But it's in more of a dramatic fashion where it's like, okay, I'm going to go retreat. Right. And in your mind, you're like, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to come after me in like two minutes. They're going to come after me and fix this. And then 20 minutes go by and you realize you're just an adult (laughs) on the floor of a bathroom, Mm -hmm. you know? And the only way you can solve your own shit is if you go and go either walk back into the conflict or walk back into your issues, or you have the vulnerability with yourself and with this person to call for them and say, do you want to chat? Do you want to talk about this? Like, I'm sorry, you know, Mm -hmm. let people know where you are. Um, And it just felt so like, I don't know. In the first half, it feels like what you need. And then on the back end, it feels so silly. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel so like something. I don't know. 
you know? Yeah. But that's that. And then I think the rest of what she said was handle your conflicts, you know, immediately. Like, don't let things... Yeah, I agree with that. Don't fester. And then she also said to get separate hobbies, which... I also agree with that. If you do every single thing together always... Uh, I think you get sick of it at some point and you're going to want your own shit. Yeah, I mean, I think you can share some things and yeah. do some, you know. I'm not saying everything has to be different. Yeah, for sure share yeah. some stuff. I actually think it's, I think you should Yeah. have some of the same hobbies because otherwise you're just two different people crossing paths in the mm-hmm. bed, you know. Yeah. You should have some stuff in, in common. Yeah. But like you should also activities. have some of your own shit. Yeah. Because then it's also, you can like grow together and you can be like, yo, I just learned this today. Or like, oh my God, let me show you what I did or what, you know, whatever the case is, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. Good on you, girl, for, like you said, conversation starter. I don't mm-hmm. agree with everything she said, but it was a conversation starter. I agree. And I was actually a conversation closer. 